Checking everything's where it belongs. 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 Okay, it is. Checking everything's where it belongs. Can you close the door if you're going to be in here? Or close the door either way, but pick which side of it you're going to be on. Do it all the way. Do it. Do it properly. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Friday, June 25th, 2021. It's just after 2 UTC as we're starting to record. I am Sam Minter and Yvonne Bo is with me again. Hello, Yvonne. Hello. So we're going to do our sort of butt first segment and talk about a few little things. Uh, and then we'll get on to other things. We haven't fully planned out the rest. It might be kind of lightning-y. It might not be. It depends how long these things are being we will definitely be talking about the building collapse in florida we will definitely well i shouldn't say definitely beyond that we'll be we'll bet we'll definitely be talking about the building collapse in florida we might be talking about the mouse we might be talking about uh you know various legislative things in dc uh we might be talking about britney spears you know we might be talking we might do some movies and tv i don't know uh but I, I wanted to start out this, but first second. Well, yes, I, I I'm 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 curious. Uh, Sam, uh, they uh, Sam teased it. Uh, he did a teaser to me, uh, so I'm you know. Well, it was, it, it, was it was more Alex that teased you. It, it says there's something about a mouse. Yeah, Alex teased you. Yes. So, yeah, I, I heard something about a mouse, and all of a sudden, my ears are all wide open, like a mouse. Right. Um. Anyway, no. Uh, so last week, you may remember, we talked about for these lightning rounds, maybe let, let's, I, I was going to order a new timer. Right. And, and so I went online and I picked like a traditional looking sort of white kitchen timer, cost 11 bucks. I ordered it, whatever. Um, and you know, is the old fashioned, like, you know, you, you, like mechanical kind, not the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the little electronic ones. So, so anyway, a few days later, I got my package from Amazon, and I, I, and I was like, "This must be the timer." So I, I didn't open it or do anything with it. I just put it aside. Eventually, a few days later, I went to open the package, and I opened it, and there were two things from Amazon that I'd ordered. There were some ballpoint pens because you need those every once in a while, and I'd ordered some of them too. Please, please, please do not boil. Please do not put them in a in a in a skillet and boil them. Oh man! Just just FYI, you are yeah, always no. spoiling my fun. See, we've if we see you've already found out that that is toxic. So please try not to do that anymore. So, Thank so you. Disappointing. Thank you. And anyway, so the ballpoint pens were in there, and then there was a timer. Okay, but it wasn't the timer I ordered. 
Okay. It, it, it was not the sort of big white round kitchen timer. So it was a little gray kitchen timer shaped like a cartoon mouse. Okay. But wait, is it, I mean, did you click on the wrong item by mistake or they shipped the wrong item? I, I figured, you know, like, I, I'm thinking to myself, I must have, I must have done something. I checked my order. No, I ordered the one I thought I ordered. I'm like, did they send me the wrong one? It seems like it. Or was there, like, did I miss something? Did I miss something that said, like, assorted models or something? Or did you, there was a configuration option there, white, black, mouse looking. There was a, a click down <laughs> no not not that i could find um and and hold on yvonne i i am going to right now this very second i am going to text you a picture of this timer okay yeah 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 okay so i have texted yvonne a picture of this kitchen timer okay it has been texted it has arrived <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the cutest little thing. I mean, it's, it's yeah. So it's I'm cute. like, I, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I mean, it's a kitchen it, timer, but it, it, I mean, does it's it go not what I ordered? But well, it's not what you ordered, but does it go bring? Like, like, well we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get in just a second. We'll get to that in just a second. Um, but you know, so <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like a cute little mouse. I mean, this is exactly. I mean. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's a timer. Right. But, right. It, I mean. And, you know, and I, I i was wondering to myself, like, what did it, like, I, I figured maybe I accidentally bought a timer that in the fine print said assorted models available <laughs> will pick, be picked randomly or something. Um, but no, I couldn't find anything like that. I, I mean, okay. The, I, I mean, I just went that I did uh, a search at Amazon on it. I mean, the one that I found, like you described, is this one that says, Sunbeam, uh, white color, white or black, you know, just timer. I mean, is this like what you ordered? I mean, because I'm curious just to see the link to what you ordered now, because I mean, in order to get that. Well, well the, the one I actually ordered was like some no name Chinese brand, but, um, okay, well, that uh, may it, explain why. That you well, this that is then. what I was thinking. Is this one of the ones that, like, you know, it's, the description was bad or whatever, well, blah, blah, here, blah. Here is, is it... one. I just found this one that looks similar to yours, but it's a different animal. This one's a cat. It says, Den <laughs> Denny, uh, I guess this, I mean, that don't make a cute couple if you could get this. Denny Kitchen Craft Mechanical Wind-Up 60-Minute Timer, 360 Degree Rotating, Cute Animals Time Timer for Children. I, I, I mean... It, it, and it, it actually gives a couple of different options of the different cute animal. But you see, the thing is that on this description, and by the way, it looks almost identical to this. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I sent, I, I just sent you the link to the one I accidentally, I, the, the one I actually bought. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. I'm opening it. But, but, it looks, but, but here's no, the thing. No, it did. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, but I here's the it. thing. I, I now actually know what happened. Nor, nor. Nor Pro new 60 minute kitchen timer with long ring. I mean, 
okay, it looks available. Highly accurate timing. Stands up right. I'm trying to read. Well, before you, you give me the punchline here, I'm trying to read through yep, here yep. to see if there is anything obvious in here that would indicate to you that you're going to get a timer that looks like a mouse. I mean, let's see. No, I, I don't see anything here. Highly accurate timing stands up right. I mean, there's pictures of it. I, I don't see anything that would, you know, think that you're going to get a mouse. So, are you ready for what actually happened? Yeah, go. What happened? So, Alex comes in, asks me if I got the timer yet. I'm like, yeah, look, I got, but it wasn't the one I ordered. I got this mouse thing. And then he starts cracking up, reaches behind something on one of the shelves in my office. Uh Behind the, reaches behind the trash can in my office onto a shelf and pulls out the one I actually ordered. Okay. Ah, uh, so what he had done it- while we were talking about ordering timers on last week's show, he had ordered one of his own. He ordered the mouse one. Ah! Then when my package arrived, he opened it and switched the timers. Sneaky little shit. <laughs> so so yes, the in fact, uh I I had in fact ordered the timer I thought I had, and it had arrived, and it was here. But Alex had also ordered a timer of his own choice, and then when the package arrived, he opened it up, switched them, and resealed the package. What a sneaky little fucker. That's all I can say about this. I mean, what the hell? This son of a bitch just goes and, like, does this kind of, like, sneaky thing? (laughs) the hell? Mother... Fuck, what the... Good so, lord. Now, anyway... Also, then, Dad was like, wait, oh, wait. that's why it was tape shot. Yes, I, I realized that there were indications that the package had been opened. The tape's right there! Well, but you were, like, probably thinking, maybe, you know, whatever. I mean, you know... Yeah, it got I, damaged I, I in really, transit, you know, and they taped it back exactly. shot. Exactly. Right, right, that happens. I mean, this happens all the time. Yeah, so, now, this brings us to the other thing, which is, uh, I had mentioned on last week's show that one of the reviews of this timer was this guy who complained about how his wife couldn't figure out the instructions. Okay? And, yeah, and now I, and I said, maybe this is a fake review. And I actually realized after getting these that... I understand the confusion because your honest, immediate thought, if you haven't used one of these in a long time, if you have used these regularly, you may remember that this is how they actually always worked, but is, you know, you turned a little dial to the amount of minutes you want and you let go and you expect it to work. Apparently that does not work. You have to dial it all the way to 60 minutes and then move it back to the time you want. Because you have to wind it all the way. That's why this guy on the review was like, this is a wind-up timer. You must wind it up each time it's used. Oh, so it's got the winder in... in in. You have to turn the winder, then set the time. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, ba- oh, okay. it, it's one knob. 
right? But to wind it all the way, you have to turn it all the way around a full cycle to like all the way to the 60 minutes. So first minutes. do the winding and then, set, and then set the time that you want. Right. And then, so you wind it all the way to 60 and then you wind it back to where you want. Okay. Uh, and so it. like Keep if you, so you go to 60 and then you go back to five if you want five minutes, right? Got it. Got it. Got it. And, okay. and this is actually true of both the regular one and the mouse timer. Okay. Now, here's the other thing, though, I realized in terms of using this for the podcast, okay, um, and I, I, you, you asked about the mouse and the mouse's noise, so I'll, I'll use the mouse first, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the winding up the mouse right now. Um, let's see. Okay, here's the thing. All right. All right. You hear that? Oh, yeah, it's a loud clicking. Yeah, it ticks. I yes. forgot that these things tick. <laughs> so, like, if we're going to set this to, like, five minutes. It isn't very accurate. I don't know. So we got some either. background view. We, we got some background to it. You know, now, it's like, kind of like the. That's what I said. To, to be fair, I'm holding it right next to the microphone right now. Like, if I put it down on the desk here. Yeah, you can you still you hear, can't it? Really hear it. Yeah. I, I can't hear set, it right now. Let, let me set both of them now. I have. Uh. Uh, Alex also points out that the instruction, uh, some of the reviews on these said that the um, under five minutes, you know, under like 10 minutes, it's not really all that accurate, but you know, so now I've got both of them going and they'll go off in a little while, but yeah, so they, do you hear, this is the second one. I love the ticking. (laughs) Cause of course it's like a wind up thing. It's going to, I know. I love the, I love the ticking, you know? I like I like the I I like the mechanical clocks and watches. Yeah, my my son likes to always put my my watch up to his ear to hear it, like going, you know, because he could hear it going. It's going, you know, so he he likes to listen to that. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. So so that that is the story of the mouse. Um, this time it was not a real mouse, luckily. Um, yes, but... I was like wondering, oh God, another mouse with the dog? No, I'm like, no, 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 different mouse. Or then I was thinking, well, maybe a mouse in the box? What? <laughs> you know, I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and oh, just, just for completeness, Yvonne, uh, Alex texted me the mouse that he actually bought me, the mouse timer he bought me. So I'm sending you a link to that one too, in case you want one. It comes in mouse, ladybug, hedgehog, hedgehog. Hedgehog and penguin. Yeah, it comes in a variety of animals too. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so, so. Anyway, uh, that that was. I've I've still I've got these two timers that are going to go off in a little bit. Yvonne, before we get into the seriousness of building collapses and stuff in DC and all that other kind of stuff, do you have any but first to add? Oh, oh, one at a time. <laughs> oh, but- <laughs> That that was the white timer, which I set to less than five minutes. Oh, it, by the way, also when it rings, it's kind of walks a little bit. If you have it down on a surface, it's sort of. The mouse still has like two more minutes. The mouse has two more, but well, these are very inaccurate. <laughs> well, no, I did not set them both to five minutes. I intentionally set the big round one to less. So yeah. Oh, you set them to different times. Oh, oh, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. But anything interesting? Do I have anything that happened interesting this week? I, uh, I mean, I probably did, but I, I don't know. My brain's been a little bit mushy, so I, I'm just a little bit. Uh, 
I, I, I'm trying to remember what the hell has happened this week. What did we do? What happened? Uh, stuff. I'm sure yes. stuff happened. Uh, yeah. Uh, what the hell did we do this weekend? Uh, was it? Oh, it was oh, Father's yeah, it Day. Was. That's right. Last weekend was Father's Day. Yeah, it was. We were. I, I went to the, I, I took my wife to this uh, immersive Van Gogh experience thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. You, you'd mentioned that and how they're competing ones across the country. and Well, that's the thing, right? So I, I went and I took her to, because when I saw that this existed, right, I went and I searched for the one in Miami and I took her to this one. But it wasn't really the one that I had seen other people go to and it was different. Okay. Now, it was good, okay, but it wasn't uh, like the one that I saw. And so I was kind of expecting, uh, like, the one I saw in pictures that people were putting, you know, sharing in social media that they were participating at. The mouse is going had, off. Yeah, yeah, the mouse is good. Okay, you, you can finish. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, so I don't. It, it showed, uh, you know, uh, Van Gogh's paintings in uh, uh, projected in in walls, floors, in a very immersive way, okay? Okay. This one did that, but it it, it, it it wasn't the same. You see, what it did is it put you in a room that kind of simulated if you were, like, in France or somewhere, and then showed smaller projections of it in places. Now, I will say that the display technology, how it showed, like, the stuff on the floor and surrounding you, whatever, was pretty cool. But it wasn't the same as the one I was looking at, so therefore, I kind of like, I was like, kind of like, oh, man, but this isn't. And they also, all of them I've seen have this entire intro that, that shows, like, where Van Gogh lives. Some, like, this one had a replica of his, uh, where he lived in Arles, in France, mm -hmm. other things like that, and so forth, and gave you some background, and, and they had uh, uh, some uh, touring replicas of some of his artworks and so forth. Uh, which was, and it was neat and stuff or whatever. And then they had this other VR experience where you could put on the, these VR goggles and you could uh, experience some of this. However, my wife, you know, uh, VR goggles make her uh, uh, dizzy. <laughs> okay, yes. So, so she didn't partake into that part, okay? Um so she didn't want to do that, uh, but but it was it, it was it, it was it was a very nice time. Plus, they did it at this very old uh, uh, theater in Miami. Uh, it's one of the oldest ones. It's over built over a hundred plus years old, and so the architecture and the location of where it was set up and the way it was set up was really neat. So, so you know, so that was that. So that was that was fun. That was like, uh, you know, we did that. So uh, you, you, uh, you would give it a thumbs up, even though it wasn't the one yes. you thought you were going to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would recommend people, you know, it, it's like about an hour, an hour and a half experience, whatever. And, you know, it's just uh, something different to do. So, you know, yeah, I would, I would recommend it. Yes. Backing up a little bit. What was the story with why there's several of these and at the same time and they're okay, so, touring and so, uh, but what I understand is that these were popular like some time ago in Europe. Okay. And there is this TV show on Netflix called Emily in Paris which I've actually watched some of the episodes with my wife, but I don't recall anything about this uh, being on the show. So uh, I had no idea. And apparently uh, popularity for those in the U.S. surged based on that. So I think that a whole bunch of people, you know, 
So one company did one and then a whole bunch of copycats did and they imported some of the shows from Europe. So it became instead of like just one show based on what was shown on the TV show, then there's like five or six different competing shows and they kind of like use like interchangeable names. Like one is the immersive Van Gogh experience and then one is Van Gogh, the inversive experience. And so it's very confusing. Okay. So what you go look for it, there's, all these shows that they're all trying to one-up each other is like, oh, well, we're the original one. Oh, no, we're the original one, and so forth, and so on. Just very weird. But there isn't, like, one. And and are they all basically equivalent, or does, like, one of them suck or something? I see that they are all very different, okay, as far as I could tell. Uh, the way that they are, they are projecting them. So, uh, it, they are not the same. No. Um, uh, I mean, I I will say that I think uh, probably the one that I wound up buying tickets to was probably not one of the best, but it also okay. didn't suck either. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay? I know that there's another one coming, but I'm like, I'm not buying another ticket. So, so because there's all these competing shows that they're touring, so I heard that the other one was opening like now, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm... Yeah, I know there's this one coming to Seattle in like September or something. I've they've been advertising on Facebook and stuff, but I I honestly was not like oh ooh let's do this. I, I just you know, but well, it's just something different to do. You know, I mean, like you know, we haven't been like doing as much stuff lately, so I don't know. But I mean, I, I think I was trying to think. Um, I mean. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we this last couple of weeks we've gone out and done a couple of things. I took my wife to the uh, my my wife loves art, okay, so that's the reason, and she loves Van Gogh, which is why I bought the tickets mm-hmm. for this show months ago when they became available. And I also took her to the to the we have a relatively new; it's only three years old, very expensive, a very well curated art museum that just opened a, a, a couple of months ago downtown. Uh, a very large one, uh, a modern art museum. And my wife's always like modern art. And so uh, uh, I'd been telling her for many times that I was going to take her. We didn't take the time. So I finally took her to that like a couple of weeks ago. But before that, I mean, I don't think we've done much of like that or anything in over a year. And so it's just to go do something different. I think the last thing like that, that that we did probably is we went to uh, the last big event we, we did definitely was a Miami Heat game. Uh, that we went downtown to to see the to see them play, and so we, we all. But Manu also he likes to go to the basketball game, so we all went to that. So we just hadn't done much. So I was just trying to do some different stuff. Yeah, I vaguely remember you talking about that right as things were shutting down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a lot of the last things that we did was go to that go to that basketball game, and you know, and so so I don't know. I was just trying to get. I mean, it was fun. You know, we had you know we had a you know just. And and Manu likes to go to the city. I think I I mean more to downtown. I, I I'm actually co- pretty much convinced at this point that he would definitely prefer to live downtown than here. A hundred percent. Oh, it's, it's there's no doubt about it. He loves downtown. He he definitely would love to live downtown far more than here. No doubt about it. Gotcha. <laughs> so okay. Yeah, so well, um, I think that's enough for butt first. Uh, so let's take a break. <laughs> So let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll start hitting the more serious topics. Back after this. The house isn't serious? 
Do, do, do! This podcast is sponsored by AlexMzilla.com. AlexMzilla is great. It's on YouTube. And it has lots of fun videos. Alex Emsela is awesome and great. I love his videos, and they are obviously better than Curmudgeon's Corner. Well, they're funnier. They're more interesting. And frankly, he seems at least a little smarter than either of the hosts of Curmudgeon's Corner. Honestly, it's ridiculous how endlessly talented and phenomenal Alex Emsela is. That's how great his YouTube channel is. A-L-E-X-M-X-E-L-A dot com. Yes. Do, do, do! Okay, we are... And uh, since Yvonne has mentioned that it's sort of been really weighing on his mind since it happened, let's start off with this uh, building collapse in Florida. Uh, You know, I started seeing news alerts uh, on this... uh, uh, you know, soon after it happened, uh, I guess most of the East Coast was already asleep because it happened at what, like one thirty in the morning East Coast time or something like that. Um, yeah, it happened like, yeah, uh, understood like somewhere between one and two in the morning. Yeah. It, but, you know, here on the West Coast, it was still, you know, not that late. And so I, I was watching some of the updates on this before I went to sleep. Um, and then, uh, you know, checked in again on in, in the morning, but Yvonne, since, since you're a little bit closer to it, uh, you want to give an outline of sort of, you know, I also want to freeze this in time, uh, U S time. We are currently in Thursday. It is currently Thursday evening. Um, and, uh, this, this podcast probably won't go out until Sunday night, maybe even Monday morning, depending on how things go. Uh, so there will be additional developments uh, before then. But as of right now, Yvonne, uh, what do we know about what happened and what what's going on? Well, uh, the I, I will say the way that I found out about this first is when I woke up this morning, there was a Wall Street Journal news alert, which that was the first one that showed up. It talked about a partial building collapse. And and by the way, that partial building collapse thing confused a lot of people. Okay, because right. I, I was with talking to some friends of mine, and they they well it confused me because I looked at the picture of the building. I've been in the area many times before. Actually, I I texted, uh, I said to the to our uh, on the corner Slack a picture of one of the times that we've been there on the beach. Okay, where you know the 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 the, the building in question is in the background. Um, you know, over there because we have we have had over the years a number of, of 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 friends that I mean one of you know one of them had a condo that was like right across these buildings are on on the ocean, uh they they had a condo that was on right across the street not on the ocean from this building okay and then you know some other people you know uh you know owned a condo a couple of blocks north some of the people. I own houses like nearby. I was actually just texting uh, one friend of mine who basically told me that his house is under a cloud of dust from the collapse. Uh, 
uh, at this point. So it, 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 you know, so the area, it's an area I know. And so I turn on the TV and I look at the pictures. And when I first looked at it, uh, I, I didn't realize that the building was, was L shaped. Not, I, I thought, I thought it was just when I saw the picture, I'm like, oh, just the balconies and like a portico collapsed. Okay, so then maybe that's not so bad. Nothing much happened. But but then when I realized that, it, and I saw some of the coverage, that the building was basically an L shape, and the, the, the section that fell, I saw somebody in the news measure it, was about 154 feet long. Okay? All right? And so this housed about half of the units in the building. The building is an L shape, and so... One side of the L is like north-south, okay, on Collins Avenue, which is the avenue goes through there. That if anybody's been in Miami, that drives all the way down into Miami Beach, South Beach, and all that popular area. It just keeps going straight north. This is just like the Miami South Beach is like the below 15th Street. This is like on 80-something Street. So it's like 70 blocks north of that. And so then there is this other part of the L that goes from uh, east to west. And so it's that section that goes from east to west that collapsed completely. I mean, just just completely. I mean, I I, I just it you know it, I, but I didn't realize that at first. I when I first I looked at it, I just thought it was just a, a small oh it's just the balconies and that section fell and and to me in my mind that made sense uh be, for. Two reasons. One is that it's very common for older buildings in South Florida that are near the beach that after a, a long time exposed to the elements that the balconies need to be all replaced because uh, the salt water penetrates the concrete. It corrodes the, the, the steel rebar that usually keeps those balconies. And you will see almost every old building here at some point. And, and I have a friend of mine that lives one in now in, in, in Co the Coconut Grove area, which is just south of downtown Miami, where all his, all the balconies on his, all that entire area right now is being ripped apart and being rebuilt because they're, you know, they're 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 structurally, you know, they're going to get to be structurally unsound. So they're doing all of that work in advance on a on a condo like his, you know, that has about a hundred units. It's a ten million dollar job. It's not a small job. Okay, that they, they assessed almost every unit about a hundred thousand dollars in special assessments in order to do that work on such an old building. Okay, mm. which is similar to this one. Okay, so it's not a small. It's not a small job by any by any length. And sometimes I've seen condos down here that don't put adequate reserves and don't do that. And then all of a sudden condo owners are hit by a massive assessment like this. Okay. Um, I don't know if this if this condo did that in which they were deferring, you know, the maintenance and not doing some of this stuff until basically it was just impossible. Because when when the building hits year 40. You have to, and in my friend's building, this is happening because it's at year 40 where they have to go through this recheck for structural soundness. And they were like, nope, I, you need to do all of this. And basically the, the county told them, you need to do all of this because if not, your parking garage, which is similar to this one, would collapse and a pool and whatever. So you have to spend the money. Otherwise, you're, otherwise, the building will be condemned. Right. Period. Simple as that. 
And so that's what happens in the building inspection. So I've seen how these inspections are effective, and they are very hard on on the owners and to basically tell them either you do these repairs or we're condemning the building, period. So they don't dick around with us, okay? Um, now, did, did I read in this particular building that the 40-year inspection was actually underway? It, it was underway. And apparently they had, you know, they said that there were some repairs on the roof and they had started on the repairs on the roof and so forth. Um, but, but so I thought, because the balconies are really the ones that I see that really get a lot of, you know, the corrosion, because that's what you normally see. And I'm like, well, you know, I see that there is a part in front that was held by some, uh, some, some structural beams, maybe with a corrosion, the beams, you know, gave, and then the balconies came down. And so that's, I mean, that was what I thought, but then I realized, no, it's like, I mean, half the building came down. And, and so, uh, that was quite shocking. I mean, I, I looked up, uh, there was an article, I can't remember who posted it, about building collapses like this in the U.S. We've never had one. Never. Never. We've never had one. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I, you know, watching the video of this, I mean, what you think about watching the video of the collapse is either controlled implosions or 9-11, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, our, 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 our friend Kathy was asking me about this. Well, come on, it had to be a bomb or something. But look, we have the video from inside one of the units that was there, a, a person that has to today be counting all her blessings, was not at home and had, a you know, some surveillance camera stuff that streamed, you know, and recorded video from her camera inside. And you could see from the surveillance video inside the camera how all of a sudden the concrete just started to rip and just pieces of concrete started falling from the roof. And then all of a sudden... um. It just the, the the video stopped because apparently just you know the internet connection gave because the building just collapsed all of a sudden and it was gone, right? Um. Now I've seen in in terms of obviously there's going to be a lot of you know, right now everything search and rescue then there's going to be a lot of engineers pouring over this trying to find out on a specific co- uh, cause. Uh, you've mentioned sort of the the maintenance and it was 40 years old and there have been some reports now that I've seen that, you know, they had found some corrosion problems and some cement problems and some other stuff. I saw... But that's U- normal! USA Today... building! U- USA Today had an article that I could not read past the headline because it was behind their paywall, uh, but the headline was that there had been reports of subsidence at ground, you know, in, into where the whole building was dipping a little bit lower uh, as of the last couple of years. Or actually, it was longer than that. It was a few years. Um, but I didn't, I couldn't see the details because it was behind the play, paywall. I think, you know, it'll be a while till we really know. And obviously right now the, the concentration is on search and rescue given the circuit. I mean, there, there's 99 people, I guess, as of the last update I saw that are unaccounted for. Um, and, you know, given, given the way collapses like these work, um, look, yes, every once in a while they find people after earthquakes and stuff days later. Uh, but that's, 
that's really lucky exceptions. You know, chances are, you know, most of the missing um, are, 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 are dead. Um, and that's just the reality of the situation. Or, you know, there might be a few who just weren't home and they haven't like checked in yet. But, uh, but, you know, just watching that collapse, it's hard to envision, you know, people surviving, you know, um, like I said, every once in a while in these kinds of collapses, somebody gets really lucky and they pull someone out a few days later. Yeah, but inside a pocket or inside a, a, a section, which is why they're going methodically yep. through it. But, you know, I mean, it's possible, definitely. But right now, given the way that it it, it collapsed, it's looking very unlikely. Um, Now, one of the structural engineers that has experience down here that I was reading was saying, because this one of the things about this building is that, um, you know, because they had a parking garage underneath, and what they were saying is that, you know, if if one of the, you know, if, if salt water had been leaking and it, and it, and it, and it hit a, the, the right column and it, it, it weakened it and that one collapsed, then that could have caused the domino effect to have the entire building fall. Right. Um, and now, of course, they're worried because, look, there's an identical tower just like this one, just to, you know, just a couple of buildings north. Okay. Well, not not to mention so, the other half of this building, right? Uh, I mean, obviously, but nobody's going to be moving out of that. But but at this point, you know, you have people that were living. I, I'm I'm, not, I'm I don't know if they're evacuating those people right now out of concern or something like that. I haven't I haven't seen that mentioned. Certainly, the other half of this building was completely evacuated. Oh but, no, the other half of the building was several yeah. several surrounding buildings were also evacuated. Yeah, I I just don't know, you know what. It, you know, it, but this puts people there in a very difficult situation, obviously, because, you know, you're you're having to leave your home right now as well. And so when are you going to be able to know whether you can move back into your home as well? Um, so um, which is a concern. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just this is um, so many people were th- there that uh, as as usual. uh we have a very big mix, an eclectic mix of people. I've seen that there's many people from Latin America, from Colombia, from Puerto Rico, from a, a lot of people uh, that were there. Like, uh, I, I saw an alert that one of the missing was the sister-in-law of the president of Paraguay and her family. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Well, they were talking about how, for example, there was a family like I've had fa- family and relatives that have come up from Colombia to come get vaccinated. There was this family of, of four that had come up and were staying at a friend's condo in the building to get vaccinated. And they were ready to they were going back home this weekend. Right. Uh, You know, you had people that were living them by themselves. Yeah. People that were, you know, they've been living there for 20 years. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 scrolling through a thread uh, where people have collected. Uh, if if you want to look on Twitter, it's Francis Wang TV, um, F R A N C E S W A N G TV, uh, who's uh, a reporter at C at the CBS station in Miami, uh, and she's uh, posting a thread with you know pictures of a lot of the missing folks, and there's you know. A huge variety, like, you know, different ethnicities, old people, young people, families, single people. It's it's all over the place. It's, uh, you know, it's the one thing that, you know, about, 
you know, people like sometimes they think of like Miami Beach or Boca, whatever, oh, old retired people. And it's not, it hasn't been like that since like forever. And, and it's like this here is such a good cross section of the incredibly, insanely eclectic variety of people that we have here that live here from the retirees to like the immigrants to young people with families to just every, you know, every single one. And it's like, I will say that that area probably because of its location, it probably has just, if you take like almost every ethnic group in this, that lives in South Florida, you probably had that mix right there in that building. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah. And it's just very eerie. I mean, you know, to me, I mean, it's, it's not like, like I mentioned, I, I have, I mean, I have friends of mine that own, you know, that just, I mean, I've been to this, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've been there many times. It's not like, you know, this is just some random place in town, you know? Um, I mean, I have friends that live just a couple, you know, condo, like a couple of blocks north. I have somebody that I did business with that, that I just picked them up at their condo two years ago. That's just two blocks north of there were, you know, that I, you know, picked them up to take them to dinner, like recently. I mean, I got my friend's house that's covered in dust from this damn building right now. Right. And and also you, um, you mentioned that this, this, a case like this hasn't happened in the U.S., um, you occasion no. you occasionally see these things internationally. Not it's not every weekend either, but you occasionally see these and no. they get coverage. Right. But then you you, you know you, from the U.S. perspective, you sort of end up dismissing it. You're like, okay, that it's a poor country. They probably cut corners on costs. They did things cheaply. Right. There's not like a really robust inspection mechanism. Blah blah blah. Here in the U.S., we expect that people are using the best materials and aren't cutting corners, and and you've got you know a good inspections mechanism and regulations that make sure everything is done safely and things get rechecked regularly. And so this kind of you know makes you wonder, you know, okay, were they cutting corners? Were they deferring maintenance? Is the inspection regime not as good as we thought? Like. Because this kind of stuff should have been picked up years earlier, long before something happened. Um, or was there really something you know, random? Like people have talked about, you know, was there some sort of sinkhole or something that opened up that people couldn't? But even that, like there are well, ways to test for that but, stuff. But, you know? The thing is that, it, that, well, the thing is that a sinkhole to me is, is look, it's not a sinkhole. That area, the, 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 the underlying, uh, you know, what that is on top of like rock hard coral. Okay, you have to basically blast to di- to 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 dig deep in there. Okay, so what is under there now? You know, it, they may have had to put some fill to bring you know to make it higher because it's in front of the ocean. So therefore, for you know, uh, protection from the tides, uh, incoming like um, storm surge or that kind of stuff. If you go there on Surfside, it's it's pretty high up from the from 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 the ocean level. Okay. All right. And so, uh, you know, so, so it, it is high up. So they may have like put some stuff down, but it, that's stuff down there where usually they, they put the pilings for those buildings. It's rock hard shit. It's coral. I mean, it's, you know, you have to blast through that crap. 
the, you know, somebody was talking about, uh, you know, they were concerned about that, uh, that during construction of another building, that during some of that blasting, they felt the building shake a little bit. Okay. All right. Because, yeah, because in order to get into that damn rock, a whole bunch of times they have to fucking blast. And so, it, yeah, so it's, it's, it's hard enough down there that, that sinkhole is just, it's, it's not a sinkhole. That, that, that that's just not. So, so, right. So, okay. So eliminate that. Like, do we, do we have shoddy and do we have shoddy construction? Do we have, uh, skipping maintenance? Do we have inspections weren't doing what they should have been? Do we have something that somehow impacted the beams? So, some damage. The one, the, the two things that I could think of and is. Look, right now we're all, this is all speculation by people who don't know right now, right? We'll know for real later. Right. But it, it it's definitely not a sinkhole or anything like that. I mean, I still remember, look, the first time I was here at a friend of mine's house, one of the first times I came to Miami, uh, back in like the early mid-90s, and I was staying at his house, and there was an area that was under a lot of construction. And I remember that a couple of times I got woken up by the damn blasting. Mm. Because that's the only way that they could like make these damn holes in order to like loop the terrain. All of a sudden I'm sleeping and I'm like, <laughs> and the house is shaking. I'm like, the fuck and then it happened again and i'm like and i found out oh yeah if they've got to like you know dig down they have to blast and i'm like yeah because it's rock hard as shit so yeah so i you know that's uh but as we were talking about this before the in the u.s in previous times i i saw that there had been a collapse of a building in new york once that was built in the 1800s but it had been evacuated okay before that happened, okay. Uh, it, so, th- so even the, the that closest one, things uh, I'm even it, thinking of are like there were a couple bridge collapses that were unexpected. Exactly right. We've had bridge collapses. We've had collapses in in construction, but buildings under under construction. Or there for was example. a case. Uh, what was it last year? The year before, where a crane fell and hit a building, and then the building, and that was under construction too. I believe I forget where it was. Uh, we've had the, we've had those a few times. Here, I found a list from the Daily News of okay, the deadliest building collapses in U.S. history. Okay, 1922, the Knickerbocker Theater in Washington D.C. collapsed during a silent movie exhibition. The incident occurred two days after the biggest blizzard in the city's history. The building's roof buckled from the weight of excess snow. I don't think that was the problem here. Number right. One. Then, then. From 1922, we go to 1971, and th- you know, I mean that, but you know, uh, the the uh, this is uh, in Boston, uh, a luxury condo building that was under construction again collapsed in Boston under construction. This is this is usually when anything has happened like this is the, the typical thing. The one I was just mentioned, University Hotel in Greenwich Village collapsed, killing four because walls in the basement had been illegally altered inside the building. Um, but it, but that had been literally almost all evacuated because of issues with the building. Okay, all right. So that th- that building was known to have issues. So that's that's probably building collapse of something that was like in use. That was um th- that was like the last one. The other ones that you see here, uh, uh, a 1981 uh, collapse of a of a building in Coca under construction. Uh, 1981, the second and fourth story hallway walkways inside the Hyatt Regency Hotel in Kansas City, Missouri, Mm. which this was a very famous collapse. I remember that. 
Yeah, that killed 114 people and injured around 200. Um, this was a this was just a, a you know a, a bad structural engineering. It was just a, a, a bad a bad case of design. But again, it wasn't the whole building. It was it was a it was a it was a it was a couple of walkways inside the building at the time that was very heavily occupied. Uh, 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 1987, a 16-story apartment building under construction again. Uh, during an earthquake, okay, that I, I'm not counting an earthquake one collapse, okay. Um, a portion of the pier at Club Heat, a nightclub at Pier 34 in Philadelphia, but this is not a building, again. A four-story Philadelphia building being demolished, collapsed, okay. Again, this was, and the Hard Rock Hotel under construction in New Orleans. Again, another building under construction. That's the one I was thinking of. So this was the most recent, but as you can see, none of these is an occupied building like this where just all of a sudden it just collapsed. None in the history of the U.S. None. So this is what's so crazy about this. I guess obviously uh, condolences for anybody who knew anybody in that building. Um, I don't know what else there is to say right now. I mean, it'll probably be, you know. The the search and rescue stuff will usually these things last a week or two before they completely give up, um, and uh, and then the and then the and then the engineering effort. Right at this point, there is no point in accelerating going through. I mean, they're they're they've been going through with dogs and detection equipment and so forth, and trying to make sure that they're going through that and they find whatever can be found. Okay. Um, and so they're they're doing that like right now. Um, so they are not trying to. Um, you know, there's no point in like right now um, in going with any. You know, in terms of like, you don't want to be going through there with like uh, construction equipment or anything like that. You want to make sure no. You want to make sure that you're you're combing through that to make sure that if there's somebody there that can be found, you you find it. Okay, all right, and so. Yeah, so they're going to do that very, very carefully for a while, uh, and then after they're sure there's no, no hope left, then you know the engineers are going to come in and try to figure out what really happened. Um, right. You know, I, I'm sure their engineers already looking, but that's not the focus right now. That that will become a big part of the focus a little bit later on, and we probably won't get a full report on what really happened for a while. Although I suspect we'll start to get some hints of what people think was the big cause uh, within a week or two. So. Right. Right. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, let's take a break uh, and then we'll come back. And I think our, our next topic is going to be just DC legislation stuff. So that, that covers the voting rights stuff uh, that happened this week. The, the infrastructure week of the week. Um, you know, cause apparently there's a deal sort of kind of, and, uh, so we'll talk about all that stuff back after this. Okay, we are back. So let me, uh, there, like I said, there were sort of two things that happened. Uh, one was they brought up SR1 uh, for 
uh, you, you, to, to try to see what would happen. Uh, and surprise, surprise, uh, we had a 50-50 vote on the motion to proceed to debate or whatever it was. Uh, and it needed 60 votes, so it failed. And it was completely party line. And just like everybody thought it would be. Um, and so I guess what I've heard from Democrats is the reason for going through this performative act um, is to try to sort of bang it into the heads of sort of Senators Manchin and Cinema and anybody else who might be against reforming the filibuster that, look, nothing's going to happen unless you start unless you consider this. Because, you know, basically at least those two senators have said, no, 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 stop asking me. No, no, no. I'm never going to do anything with the filibuster. I'm not getting rid of it. I'm not reforming it. I'm not doing anything. I think it's an important institution, etc. And there's this notion that if you show them the Republicans rejecting things that are popular and reasonable enough times that maybe they'll change their mind. And I'm like, really? That's what you well, I don't know about changing their mind, but I, I will say that uh, I, I think people are missing one point. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, in it, I, I haven't looked into Cinema's case, but in Manchin's case, I know that if you heard the audio uh, that was leaked from this, um, uh, you know, he was talking to a bunch of donors like recently. Okay. Yeah. And in the audio is very clear that Manchin is far more malleable on 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 the filibuster than people uh believe. What but but he knows that he has a political issue. Right. Okay, with this entire thing. And people keep think keep 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 hitting on him like he's just like whatever, he's just being an asshole or whatever. But he was talking there like openly and he pretty much said, Yeah, of course. I, I want this and whatever, but, you know, it seems like nobody really understands what the fuck my political position is, basically. And how he's trying to somehow carve some kind of, like, a middle road. What he was saying is, listen, guys, can't you get some of these Republican senators to back some common-sense legislation so we don't change the fundamentals of of governance in the Senate? Basically what he was begging them to do. Okay, mm -hmm. because because what you're doing by being so obtuse is basically showing that the only way is the way that you're saying it can be done. And that was pretty much it. Uh, it now, I, I think that, you know, for example, for Manchin himself, which I know is the last vote, this kind of like uh, the way that the legislation was pushed and that it was done, it gives them the political uh cover that he needs in order to be able to go back to his to to his voters that are in the middle. One important thing here, the thing that came to the floor that they were voting on whether to proceed to debate on was not the original SR1 with it's it's not the version from the house that had like no, everything no. that was wanted. This was Mansion's replacement bill. Yes. That throughout actually Lots and lots of stuff that the Democrats wanted. Right. And put in only some core elements that he thought were most important and which threw some things to the Republicans. Uh, like, yes, it, it had national voter ID. 
Yes. Okay. Now, Democrats in had traditionally have been like voter ID is one of the voter suppression mechanisms. Now, Manchin's not the first one to say this, but I've heard other liberals say this. The the problem with voter ID is not voter ID per se. It's voter ID laws that require specific types of IDs that minorities tend not to have. To have, um, exactly. Manchin's bill said re- required voter ID required voter ID nationally, but also expanded what could be presented as ID so that it's not just a driver's license or a passport or things that, you know, if you don't have a car, you might not have, right? Um, But also would accept things like, you know, your name on a utility bill and uh, other things that were, would prove, you know, that that person resided at that address and you, the fact that you have it in your hands is a pretty good indicator that it's you. It's not a picture. So it basically expanded it beyond picture ID. Um, I've also heard some liberals say that, Hey, if you enact a proper national ID program and make it really easy for everybody to get one, then that would be fine too. <laughs> you know? Uh, but of course that makes Republican heads explode. If you start talking about national IDs, um, but anyway, he put in, okay, look, we'll we'll get this other stuff like, you know, nonpartisan right. redistricting, but in exchange, you get voter ID. You've been saying you want voter ID all along. Okay, we're, here we're, it is. Here there it you is. Go. Um but we're going to do voter ID in a way that isn't automatically excluding huge groups of people who tend to vote Democrat, you know? Um and that's the bill that was put in front that you still got not a single Republican vote for. Um now, I have heard, by the way, a lot of criticism about uh, about these particular bills, about uh, the the HR1, SR1, um, and, and even the John Lewis one, but mostly the, 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 whatever they call it, the For the People Act or whatever, that like this was not legislation that was designed to actually pass. This was legislation that was designed to be performative, to be messaging, to sort of say, look, we tried this and, you know, the Republicans said no. And John Lewis, the the John Lewis Act, which basically puts back some of the preclearance stuff that was taken out of the uh, Voter Rights Act by the Supreme Court a while back uh, and and some other things, uh, they say that's better, but also like neither one of these two bills address some of the worst stuff that's going on right now in state legislatures about changing how yeah who's in control of uh of of the counting and certifying and all of this kind of stuff um so there's been a lot of criticisms of if if there's gonna be voter reform is this the right voter reform anyway and are we looking at the right stuff and if you're making it so you're not even you know you're not giving anything to make it attractive to Republicans, right? So, of course, but, you're going to expect listen, it this but, but listen, if this bill was made to include elements of things yeah, ma- that the Republicans wanted. Manchin's bill is, and, w- is specifically tried to do that in a way that all of the original bills did not, and he still exactly. got nothing. He still exactly. got nothing. Exactly. And I, and I think that that is the, 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 the most important point here. Um that it showed just to make sure anybody asked the question, look, it doesn't fucking matter what the hell you offer these guys. Mm. They're still not going to vote for it anyway. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, look, I, I, I guess the the strategy of putting up a bunch of these test votes before trying to make a filibuster change um, is apparently similar to the strategy that was done before the Democrats got rid of the uh, judicial filibuster for non-Supreme Court um, a while, you know, I forget how many years back, during the Clinton administration, I guess, um, in, in that they um, put up a whole bunch of judges back then, and the Republicans stopped it, and the Republicans stopped it, and the Republicans stopped it, and nothing was getting through. And so that that pushed enough Democratic senators over the edge to say, okay, fine, we'll get rid of that filibuster. They're giving us no other choice. And I think they're trying to replay that strategy. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it'll work, but I think that's what they're trying to do. Well, I think that it, you have to, you know, I, I think that from what I heard in in um, in mansions like, uh, uh, you know, audio clip, yep. it, it, it's, it's, that's exactly what he's looking for. Look, it, you have to, we need to get to a point that we show that we've tried our best and that the only way to get rid of it is that that, that that is the only option. But you need to try. And I think that that's one reason, for example, why, you know, we move, you know, moving away from the election uh, stuff right right now. Time for Infrastructure what, what, what Week? Maybe. Exactly. Yes. So infrastructure let's Week. Let's talk about the infrastructure deal, maybe. Right. Maybe. Do we, do we have a do we have a deal? What do you know about the deal? All I know is that I saw a message saying that we have a deal. That's all I know. I don't know the details. I don't know anything. That's all I heard. So I have not dug into all the detail details. But uh, what we had was Joe Biden coming out of the White House with a bipartisan group of senators who've been working on a deal. I know like Manchin and Cinema are in this group, Romney's in this group, a few others, you know, that you probably have heard of. Um, and, you know, Biden came out and said, we have the framework of a deal. Um, so, you know, it, the fact, now will this, there, there are few things here that make you wonder, okay, Will they actually pull this off or not, right? So what they've done is they've done this sort of core deal that takes some of the stuff that Republicans like. Like, the Republicans are actually okay with, like, building some roads and bridges. They don't mind going back to their state and saying, hey, we built this. I brought you this bridge. You know, you know. Uh, like I've mentioned before, they're taking credit for things they voted against, uh, that are bringing benefits to the local community. They certainly don't mind some amount of spending on sort of this traditional stuff. Like Republicans like roads, <laughs> you know, they may not be quite as hot on trains, but you know, they like roads, you know, they like cars, you know, I don't know, but a lot of times they don't like paying for them. You know, one of the things yes, that I keep yes. seeing in like states, like for example, like in Texas, Texas has such shitty roads because they don't tax anything. And then what they want, what you wind up doing is something like what's happened down here in South Florida, which is that every, in order to build any road, every goddamn road is a toll road. Right. Right. And so it, it, it and that, and those damn tolls really hit lower income people really hard. Yes. And so this, this particular bill, um, it, or it's not even a bill yet, this framework, this whatever framework, um, they, 
they are doing a bunch of that traditional stuff. Um, uh, and then the, then there's the question of the pay force. Like you said, they, um, they, Biden had wanted to pay for this by, you know, raising taxes on corporations. That's not going to happen. Um, they're, they're picking up a bunch of weird, like stuff that's, that's really questionable whether it's real, right? Like they're trying to p- pick up a bunch of it by better enforcing, better enforcement of the existing tax laws, for instance. Uh, which, okay, you could probably get some there, but let's not consider it, you know, a magic fountain, right? Um, they're also bringing in some sales of, uh, of, of Spectrum. Uh, for new uses. Okay. And, you know, and it was brought up, okay, but were they going to do that anyway? <laughs> you know? Um, they're apparently going to sell some stuff from the National Petroleum Reserve. Okay. You know, and th- there are a bunch of things like this that, like, okay, fine. Um, they're also, they were extending some, uh, oh, what was it? You remember the... Um, what did they call it when there were mandatory cuts in certain programs? If they hadn't come to a budget deal that they had a while back, uh, they called it something, but they were going to, ex- they were going to extend a few more of those. Um, uh, you know, a bunch of little things that like, I don't know if the math adds up or not, but a lot of these things seem like they were, they were things that were going to happen anyway, but now they were just saying, okay, it'll count as how we spend to this, uh, you know, how we pay for this. Um, so in reality, maybe it is just paying for it by more deficit spending. Uh, it, it's unclear. Um, so there's a bunch of that sort of like hand wavy stuff about exactly how it's going to be paid for. Um, but here's the other wrinkle in it. Wait, first, first wrinkle on that. Is there a bunch? It's unclear. Okay, you got this bipartisan group. Uh, do you have the rest of the Democrats on board? That's entirely unclear. There's a lot of uh, Democrats, especially on the progressive side, who are like, this deal is little, not much. It's not doing everything we want to do. And so I'm not sure I support it. Well, by the way, here's but, one thing about but, but, the. Uh, but, uh, okay, let, go ahead. Let me get to this. But here's the thing. This this is where part two comes in. They are now explicitly saying something that I kind of joked about a couple weeks ago, which is, what if you do the bipartisan bill, and then ten seconds later you pass the rest of what the Democrats wanted through reconciliation? And now they are not only bringing that up as a possibility, they are putting it as a requirement. Uh, Joe Biden is saying that he will, that the plan is do the bipartisan bill with the limited amount that both Democrats and Republicans can agree on, and then pass everything else through reconciliation. And Joe Biden is saying, I will not sign either one of them unless they both come to my desk. Hmm. Interesting. And, and and so the question there is, okay, well, do you have all the Democrats on board for the reconciliation version either? Um, right. Or are Republicans going to do other stuff to – and why would Republicans agree to this limited version if they know you're just going to pass everything else anyway? Exactly. And exactly. I saw some analysis earlier today uh, with someone saying, look – I, I, which senator? It was some senator talking on TV. Um, 
uh, and he basically said, look, here's the deal. The Republicans in this case might actually be interested in trying to do a win-win scenario. I know that's alien to the politics of the last, you know, 15, 20 years, but they can take the limited bill that they actually support and take credit for that and then go ahead and let the Democrats do the rest and criticize the Democrats for pushing through this big tax and spend plan. Okay. Uh, okay. You know? I can see that. I can it, see that. Yeah. There, it, there, look, this is what we did responsibly. Yes. You see? And then look at these irresponsible guys with the rest of the stuff. Right. Yeah. And so then when okay. the, if the Democrats go ahead and do the, you know, uh, raise corporate taxes and do this and do that and blah, 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 then they can do their usual thing of blaming the Democrats for raising taxes, blame the Democrats for spending too much, blah, blah, blah. But they still have their little carve out that say, but this stuff was good. Right. We, we were okay with that. Because we did it the right way. Right. No, no, no. I can see. I, I can see that. I can see that definitely. So I it, I think we're still on a bit of a tightrope here. Like there were a bunch of people like I, sort I, of I will say this. Like that right now at this point with with the look. This bill's about 580 billion is what they were agreed to. Uh I also saw from an article that you shared mm -hmm. earlier today. Is that, this the Iglesias um, article? This was the one about the the silent government. The yes, the, yes, the, the, yeah. Okay, so the the article that Ivana is about to talk to is one I shared on the Commissions Corner Slack earlier today. It's the rise and the rise and importance of secret Congress by Simon Bazelon and Matthew Iglesias on slowboring.com, which is Matthew Iglesias's new place where he posts stuff. Uh, and it was posted on June 21st, uh, so actually a few days old. Okay, go ahead. What, what did you like out of this article? Well, what they had mentioned was that about last month, there, there was a bipartisan bill that passed about 180 million, uh, 180 million, 180 billion dollars in money for infrastructure, yeah, which was really like uh, 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 infrastructure for pipes, uh, 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 you know, water, uh, uh, you know, stuff that water and sewer. It was called the Drinking Water and Wastewater Infrastructure Act of 2021, which passed in May and got no attention whatsoever for from anybody. It was bipartisan, you know, went right through. Yeah, and I think the well, that's definitely infrastructure. I mean, that mm -hmm. is definitely it's very needed infrastructure by the way. Um, you know, we 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 I mean, I know many cities, you know, we talked about the water crisis in Flint uh, and other and 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 we've had uh, I, I know that down here certain cities uh, have had serious issues with um, with uh, their pipes and sewer systems and so forth, and um, and so yeah, I mean it, it's it's very critical and expensive infrastructure. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're talking about the building collapse. Uh, I had seen that the city of Surfi Surfside for from 1970 to 1980 had banned any buildings being put up because their their sewer system and water system was crumbling. It was just beyond capacity. And basically, until there was a ton of money that was put up by the developers of that uh, of those buildings to actually pay for the expansion of the system, they didn't uh, they they couldn't build anymore. So this is a very critical. 
a thing that I've seen happen over and over in cities, especially older cities where you've got these problems, and they just put $180 billion for it, like, last month, bipartisan, into that without anybody paying any damn attention. And the point of this article is actually that lots of things are getting done when there's no attention on them. Right. Um, and, and he lists specifically, like, during... Uh, I'll, I'll list you some examples that he gave during the Obama and Trump uh, administrations. During the Obama administration, they passed the Every Student Succeeds Act, which was a rewrite of federal K-12 through policy, an overhaul of the Department of Veteran Affairs, which was spearheaded by Bernie Sanders and John McCain. Uh, the FAST Act, which authorized $305 billion over five years in infrastructure spending. Um, they banned incorporating plastic microbeads into health and beauty products. And during the Trump administration, there was a ban on surprise medical billing. There was the anti-money oh, laundering. Oh, yeah, that happened. Uh, yep, that happened. Like, yeah. There was the Anti-Money Laundering Act of 2020, which created tougher standards for shell companies. There was a $35 billion investment in clean energy research and development. Uh, they raised the age of purchase of tobacco products from 18 to 21. And like the key to all of these that, you know, the, the point of the article is that these all happened and happened in a bipartisan way because nobody cared. Right. <laughs> Basically like no one was paying attention. No one cared. It well, because it wasn't a wedge issue. It wasn't like, what are these? Right. His know. point later on in the article is, look, how do you really get things done? Like, if you really, if you really, really care about getting things done, um, he, here's the here's the nugget paragraphs, the uh, the lessons of secret Congress. The most important implication is that if you don't have the votes to steamroll the opposition, avoid making your issue coded as highly partisan. Don't frame your issue as a win for your party. Talk about it as common sense reform. Do the work of trying to find and convince people across the ideological spectrum that it's a good idea and that it's in their interest to support it. You should pay attention to substance rather than labels. The energy bill that passed late last year is a very significant injection of funding into zero carbon energy research and development. But... It wasn't coded as a climate bill, and it's certainly not the Green New Deal. Um, Biden and Republicans are currently fighting over infrastructure, but they've already reached a deal, uh, an agreement on a water bill, and progress is being made on surface transportation bill. And, and as the Endless Frontiers Act made its way through the Senate, it picked up some anti-China framing that progressives don't love. But that's why Republicans can vote for it. You know, and I, I've noticed that I've seen some people make this similar art similar arguments um, in terms of, look, there are, there are policies that would be good to say, attack the climate change issue. But if you attach the word climate change in any way, it becomes poison to Republicans. But if you talk about them in terms of increasing energy independence or stimulating jobs in Texas through whatever, then you might get some Republicans on board, <laughs> you know? But now, apparently we got a whole bunch of them on board for yeah, many of this shit. Yeah, but as soon as you turn an issue into, 
you know, this is a Republican versus Democrat issue. Everybody goes to their sides. And then we have the polarization that we see everywhere here. Now, one of the responses I saw to this Iglesias article um, was basically, but yeah, look, here's the thing, though. Those techniques won't work on the voter issues, for instance, uh, on the voter integrity slash, you know, uh, redistricting, all this kind of stuff, because the Republicans at this point have just but fundamentally. Was the, but I don't think that was the point of the article. No, it wasn't. But it, 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 the the point was that. You know, some it, shit it, is it, happening it, and we're not paying attention. Well, it, it was some stuff is happening. He also was trying to say, look, if you really want something to happen, avoid turning it into the partisan issue. But the reality is certain things are already there and you can't change it. So, like, you know, it trying to trying to pass legislation to change how elections works. Sorry, <laughs> there's no way that's going to get past the partisan filter. If you try to pass gun control. Same thing. It's already a wedge issue. If you, if, you know, healthcare, already a wedge, already a wedge issue. Like there are a whole bunch of things that are already there. So it's almost impossible to touch those things without it becoming a Republican versus Democrat thing. But these other things that are sort of around the edges, there's still room to move things forward. But we very often don't hear about them because they aren't controversial and you can get bipartisan agreement. Um, but unfortunately it's like, you know, a lot of these high profile things are already polarized and it's hard to unpolarize them once they're there. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's still a valid point that, um, there are certain things that you can do depending on how you frame it, that can go under the radar. Yep, and people won't people won't argue with them. Say, I, I actually there's a couple of election related things that come to my mind that if you if you do it that way, um, that I, I think will work. For example, I mean the one thing that comes to mind is, for example, you know we keep worrying about uh, cyber attacks and cybersecurity related to elections, for example. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you probably frame, you could probably put a whole bunch of stuff related to election stuff. Related technology and whatever. You put it in the defense bill or something. Exactly. Right. Homeland security or some shit like that. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, there yeah. There are, you know, hell, there are ways that you could probably sneak a hell of a lot more than people think they can if you follow this kind of logic. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. And I, I saw, you know, People were talking about, is there some of the election stuff that could be snuck in elsewhere under the radar? And probably some of it. Maybe not sort of the big things. Not all of it, but I think think you could squeeze a whole bunch. Yeah, possibly. Okay, so anyway, do we we think the infrastructure deal is actually going to, do we think they're going to succeed? Or is it going to fall apart? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I give it 50-50 right now. I'll give it 50-50 right now as well. I, I'm with you on this. I, I, I just don't know. I mean, I mean, it's a not, I mean, it's, it's a change. If we're ever, I mean, if you do this, we're going to be like, wow, wow, wow. Look at that. Wow. I, I, I will, I will tell you, like I, I had been, if Joe Biden pulls this off, 
in terms of fur and in with this current plan, which is first do a bipartisan bill that's fairly limited, and then right next to it do a partner bill that is much more expansive with Democratic support only, and actually get mm-hmm. them both passed and onto his desk and signed. If he actually pulls this off. I, I will I will have to give it to him. I, that that will be an impressive achievement. Um Yes, it is. We, you know, it would be hundred percent. It it would it would be it would be him proving his campaign sort of theme of look, I can actually get things done in a divided Washington. Which is why he's been pushing so hard on this. Look. He's been showing that he's gotten shit done already. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's not just words. It's, you know, he's gotten a lot of shit done. Like right now, is everything fixed? Is everything perfect? No. I mean, as as somebody was showing today that there's still issues with like what's happening with, with children at the border. But I, I think the main changes is that the people that are, that are there, especially some of the ones that are the most, um, you know, that are that are stumbling blocks to change are being removed uh and and I think that the, the difference is also that is that before the cruelty was the, the the policies were being made to be intentionally cruel yeah the cruelty was the point as as the phrase was the cruelty was the point whereas right now uh, it, 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 the cruelty that is happening is not is not intentional it's because there's a flood of people. It's difficult to deal with it, and they're trying to do the best they can. And it's it's just a hard situation. And so, and they're and, trying but, actively but it, to make it better. Exactly. And, and, and so we can that, criticize that them for not making it better faster, better faster. But it's still better than actually trying to make it worse. <laughs> Correct. I mean, I didn't see cages. I didn't see people anymore. And like. Uh, you know, metal blankets or in any of the pictures that I saw today, that those were conditions that, from what I saw ninety days ago, already were already improved conditions at this point. So, yeah, I mean, some of the reports, just to be clear, of what was going on today, they they did have reports of overcrowded conditions, COVID and other diseases running rampant yep. through the population, sexual assault right. happening. Um, yep. you know, th- this is not good. Yeah, just it's not good. It, it's at not all. good. No. Uh but the the number of people in those conditions are like significantly down from where they were when the Biden administration took over and there these additional problems are being dealt with. Um again, we can argue that they should be being dealing with them faster, but they're trying to make it better, which again is a whole different world than saying, yeah, actually we like it that way. Which is essentially where we, what we're, where we were before. Well, okay, okay. So we agree, fifty fifty shot, and if Biden pulls it off, he's big thumbs thumbs up. Because uh, honestly, I've I've had a lot of doubt about whether he could. But even now, you know, fifty fifty chance he might not. He might not. This may all fall. He apart. might not. He might not. But but I think he's he's getting a lot closer than you thought he would. Right now, at this point. Yeah, I, I agree. He's 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 getting closer than I thought he would. Um, and now I, I anticipate one possible outcome here is he does make something happen in the general outline of what I just said. Um, but a lot of people still end up disappointed that it's not as much as they had hoped for. But you know, that's 
that's a different argument than not getting anything, <laughs> you know? So we'll, yep. we'll see. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, now, Yvonne, do we have, do we want to do like another segment on Br- Brittany or something? Or do we want to be done? We're, we're still, we're still kind of short for the show. You know, there is some other stuff. We didn't talk about any of the SCOTUS stuff. Oh, SCOTUS. SCOTUS. Hey, we'll come back after this and we can talk about SCOTUS or you think Brittany's going to SCOTUS? Well, well, I, well, there's, there's, well, I guess it's legal. It's our legal section. Our legal section. Okay. We will be back right after this with some legal stuff. We will sue all of our listeners <laughs> for pain and suffering for listening to the show, but not joining the curmudgeons corner slack. That's one hell of a tactic to secure more listeners. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> You 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 haven't donated two dollars a month to our Patreon, so we will so sue we're you. Just sue everybody. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay, great. Good, good plan, Sam. Great we're, thinking. We're, we'll start. We'll start subpoenaing ISPs of the IP addresses that <laughs> download the file tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I okay. like the plan. Yeah. Okay, great idea. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, I I I I like to you know engender warm feelings with our listeners by suing them. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they're going to feel really great once we marched them up the federal court. Yeah. Well, probably once they slap the counter lawsuit for a frivolous lawsuit and take us for everything that we're worth. <laughs> well, uh, well, don't don't plan your retirement on all that money, okay, people? So, <laughs> Okay, we will be back right after this. You're supposed to say do, do, do. Do, do, do. Alex Amzilla! Alex Amzilla is awesome. Its videos are fun. And today, once again, we have one of our most loyal subscribers here to tell you how awesome Alex Amzilla is. I'd say on a rate from 1 to 10, Alex Amzilla is awesome at, I don't know, 37, 82. He's pretty radical. His videos are phenomenal. They're full of creativity. And they're they're so funny and exciting to watch. Wow, what happened to your voice then, Amy? Was that dad pretending to be you because the audio was distorted when it really wasn't because I told him to? Yes! Good job on remembering, dad. Do, do, do! Okay, we are back, and apparently it's time for a legal segment. So we've got SCOTUS and Brittany. Where do you want to start, Yvonne? All right, there were two decisions that I thought were very interesting this week, okay? The ones that I that I was like, uh, the, that I saw that uh, were peculiar, okay? The cheerleader? Yes. Okay, yep. Tell us about it. So, so... All right, so a cheerleader went and was pissed off that she didn't get put on her uh, on the squad. She didn't get selected, and she went up Snapchat and basically basically started uh, saying "fuck the cheerleading, fuck the school, fuck something, whatever." And the school apparently took some disciplinary action against her, and she sued because she wasn't suspended from school. Okay, but you know. The law, and what I've seen, like, over time, had not been on the side of students in terms of them being disciplined in some way by schools for speech. 
Yeah, there, there, there's been a for ages. There's been precedent that says, look, schools do have the right to restrict, you know, student expression at school. Like you are at a, you are at school. You are there for a purpose. We can tell you not to wear the T-shirt that you know is offensive. We can, we can tell you what you can and can't put in the school newspaper because it's a school newspaper. All kinds of things like that. But then there started to be these questions about, well, what about student speech outside of school, right? But relevant to school, right? Uh, and that's where this fell in. Yes. But the Supreme Court unanimously, uh, you know, ruled for the student and said that, you know what? A student can go on social media and say, fuck you, school, okay? And the school can't do shit about it. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I'm pretty happy about that because I think that is the way it should be. I, I am too. I think that's the right answer. It's 100% the right way it should be. Uh, and, and uh, you know, the one thing that I, I felt really uh, good about was the decision was unanimous. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think this is I think this is the right way to go. I think it would have been a very dangerous precedent the other way around. Um, I, I think, look, school is school, outside of school is out of school. I actually look at um, I know that it's completely different from a legal perspective, but. I see the same kind of thing with employers and what people do outside of work there. There needs to be some sort of wall there that, you know, what you, what you do at work is relevant. What you do at not at work is less relevant. Same thing for school. I know there's some, it does get iffy in some cases. Like if your job involves doing something and your outside of work activities make it so you can't be effective at that job, that changes everything, right? But other, you know, otherwise, like you know, I, I don't look, know. Look, I would I, understand. I would understand. Like if I, you know, school is one thing because you're you're by law, yeah, you, know, you have to be there. You have to be in school. Okay, and we're talking about K through twelve public schools right now, which would would be a different case than like a private college and other things like that. They're they're different different things at play. Exactly, uh, but but it's not you know when you're attending school, it's not an employee employer relationship either. Okay, so those are two right uh, to me. They're two different you know relations, and I'm like I don't see what the hell the damn problem is of a student going and vocally and actively criticizing their fucking school and saying, fuck, you know, it's basically telling them all to go fuck themselves. Okay. Well, I'll give, you, I'll give you, I'll give you some of the counter arguments, even though I think this was the right decision. Um, the argument was, look, look, we have to be able to deal with outside of school speech so that we can deal with like cyberbullying and stuff like that, because it's a real problem in high schools and even middle schools, elementary schools where Kids are getting picked on by their peers from school through, you know, Snapchat, Twitter, whatever social media of the day is popular with the kids, right? And that this can result in significant trauma for the victims of that bullying. And the school is where they're going to find out about it. The school is where they're going to know about it. And, and should be able to you know, suspend a kid or take disciplinary action because they're posting on social media about how the other kid in their class, um, you know, is whatever kids, 
pick on people about their their sexual orientation, they're a nerd, who they have relationships with, whatever, whatever, whatever. And th- that's part of the argument that comes into play here. Now, my take on the answer to that is if there is actual harassment, if there's revenge porn, if there's threats, if they're whatever. Well, revenge porn would be involved in the the, the legal, I mean, you know. Well, all of these. Well, sometimes those have been handled at the school level, too. But but all of these cases, right, they should all be handled at the legal level. These should not be school disciplinary actions if there's an actual threat going on. Right. um, Or harassment or whatever. There there are other laws that cover those things. Or if they're not, there should be. Um, it should not be a school disciplinary issue. It should be an actual legal issue. I, I think the one thing is, is when, spe- you know, there's two different things that I see here. Because one is, for example, look, let's say I'm a student, you're a student. And I use my phone to tell you, Sam, you suck. You're an asshole. Fuck you. You're the ugliest bitch on earth. Okay. All right. So I'm the, the I mean, this is me attacking somebody else that's attacking a student, but using the technology to do so, okay? In this case, that's not what this is. This is a kid expressing his views on something publicly that the school didn't agree with, okay? No, no, and I agree. The, 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 the argument against was that the by setting the precedent that the school can't touch behavior that happens out of school they implicate these other issues too but i think that there were limitations to what they were they were saying it wasn't like that they can't touch it but that they can't like you know that there i think the whole point is that you do have a first amendment right mm-hmm. however you know a first amendment right doesn't mean that i have a right to harass my neighbor right i don't have my a right to threaten my neighbor okay but, but you know, but that you can't, you know, and that they were crossing into from things that were attacks or harassment into, oh, I don't like what you're saying. Right. Yeah, no, and and absolutely, like, I, yeah, and you should absolutely be able to criticize your school. Right. And do it rudely if you feel like. Yes. You know, you don't have to be all polite about it. Yeah. You know, fuck and, and fr- frankly, I mean, I would go further. I would say she should be able to do it in school, too. But, you know, the, I, I see the counter argument for in school, but certainly like doing it not on school time, not on school grounds, blah, blah, blah. I think the court made the absolute right decision here. Um, and I think you can deal with these other issues in other ways. Now, the one counter argument to what I said about, hey, the, you should treat those in the legal world instead is that, look, these are kids potentially, you know, and do you really want like some of these issues dealt with by police and courts and all of this kind of stuff where you might be able to bring somebody's into the principal's office and deal with it there in a much, uh, less intrusive way into everybody's lives. Um, maybe, but I think the problem there is like, you know, we need to have, a way for our legal system to deal with kids in that way that isn't necessary. Like I'm not saying, you know, a kid who does, uh, you know, the, the bullying over Snapchat should go to jail for 20 years. Right. Uh, when I say that it should be dealt with outside of school. Um, uh, and maybe we don't have all the right mechanisms in place. Uh, but I'm not sure school is the right mechanism. Right. Yep. I agree.
So that was one. Okay, Mor- Morse code is the other one that I thought, it, and this wasn't done unanimous, this was a 7-2 to decision, was that hot pursuit doesn't always justify entry, okay? And so this was a case of some guy that uh, was seen committing some kind of, like, mild uh, traffic violation, okay? All right? He was driving home um, sometime in, tw- in around 10 p.m. in the fall of 2016 with the windows down, loud music on, okay? That's it. Okay. And so some, poli- some police... And, like, speeding or something? Or uh, no. run a red light? Nope. nope. Not none of those. Just just the loud, loud music? music. Correct. Yes. And okay. so and there, so there's a noise ordinance. So he said that he was committing a noise infraction. Apparently, you know, the guy followed him home. He didn't notice that he was home. So uh, and so he followed him into his home. Okay. And um, and then once inside the home, they he found some things that you know uh he was charged with uh, legally. Uh, but what, but what they said is that the flight of a suspected misdemeanor does not always justify a warrantless entry into a home. An officer must consider all the circumstances in a pursuit case to determine whether there is a law enforcement emergency. On many occasions, the officer will have good reason to enter to prevent imminent harm or something or whatever. But in this case, they had absolutely no reason to pursue this person in the home and so basically they said that you know what the cops just just because you got what you did some minor violation can just enter your home search it and then you know file criminal charges against you and i thought that that was a great decision in terms of civil liberties and and things that we've talked about including some of the stuff that we talked about black lives matter about breaking into people's homes police officers charging into homes and i thought that this was a very good decision in terms of you know uh defendants rights uh so and i was surprised that it was it was seven to two yeah i mean we've had a series of these and i i think you're right i i i'm in favor of limiting what the police can do in many of these scenarios. Um, like you, you, you meant this one specifically said, you know, after a pursuit, you can't go into their house unless you have other reasons. But frankly, like most of the time, I think there shouldn't even be a pursuit. Like there should be very limited situations where pursuit is warranted, you know? Um, and, and we've talked before about when is appropriate to use deadly force. I think that needs to be pulled way back as well. Um, you know, so, but you know, yeah, move, move in the right direction. And again, you know, we talked, I don't know, a week, two weeks ago, whenever it was about how generally like this court has given a few not bad rulings lately. And so far, so far, I mean, could go the other way with the very next ruling that comes down. But, you know, there, there've been a couple lately that, um, I, I don't have much of a problem with them. And, and as you said, unanimous seven, two, whatever there it's, it, you know, it's not necessarily the, the, the straight up, uh, six, three conservative liberal split that we're expecting. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. It was, it, it, there were, you know, there was a very, um, interesting uh, you know uh mixes and pairings and, uh, pairings and we we talked about the one especially you know we had the one about the affordable care act that happened recently yeah which is also a seven to two decision okay as well and so that one was one that you know everybody sighed relief that it w- was that but the fact that it wasn't even close 
You know, it, it wasn't even close. Well, and, and part of this, frankly, though, um, is that uh, and you know, ACA kind of, but you know, it parallels what we were talking about about sort of the secret Congress, right? Um, on issues that aren't the very top of mind, it's a lot easier to find these like weird coalitions and stuff. Um, well, let's be clear. You know, be- Affordable Care Act has been something that the Republicans have been trying to. I know it's one of the polarized issues. Yeah. You know, trying to gut for like, you know, that's why I called it out as an exception. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, this is like their, you know, battle cry. It seems like for, I don't know how long. And then, you know, well, they, they, I'm sure that they were saying that they say the usual thing and that, that, you know, that we can't pick judges and they all screw us and they, whatever. I think Trump said some of that, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. But, you know, and this follows some of the other things with like, you know, um, uh, you know, gay, gay rights stuff, gay marriage, all of this mm-hmm. kind of stuff where the, the court basically said, yeah, it's fine. Right. <laughs> you know, um, we're not going to undo that, it, you know, and part of that is like, once you get a certain point past, uh, it's incredibly disruptive. And so, of course, the the big still out there thing is, well, what about Roe versus Wade? And are they going to do something with that? And if so, what? And how radical? And this is another one that, I mean, it's we've had the status quo for a long, long time, essentially. Yep. I, I think the the most likely outcome on there seems to be that, you know, not necessarily an outright uh, repeal, because they might not want the to say it that way, but perhaps some continued sort of whittling away on the edges. I'm gonna I'm no I'm gonna vote for this. Yeah. You know what I think is gonna happen, which has already happened repeatedly. Nothing. The standing issue. They're ju- they're just gonna affirm the status quo. Yep. Okay, standing. Okay. Yep. I I, I think there's an I think there's an argument for them doing whatever they need to sort of basically leave it the status quo and and make it make it make it go away. Yep, yeah, make, make, make it go away. Make, go away. I, just, just Go we, we don't want to deal with this. We don't want it. Go, Just exactly. Make, make it go away the best way we can that leaves leaves things essentially Status unchanged. Quo. Exactly. Um, right. You know, and, and I could see that as a reasonable outcome here, or I could also see as a reasonable outcome sort of shaving things around the edges. They nibble at it. Yeah, they, they, they nibble around something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, okay, maybe there is a chance they do an outright, you know, Roe versus Wade was wrong. We reject it, blah, blah, blah. But given where decisions have been coming and the way that they have been executing, I, I think that the, here's the main thing that I've, I've seen from the Roberts court, the Roberts court basically doesn't want to get in the business of legislating. Yeah. And that's what, and, and he has said that explicitly and he has acted accordingly to what he has said. and. You know, that's all he's saying is like, you know what? You guys are bringing all this shit to the court to make us do the job of legislating. Okay. And for the most part, that's what it seems like. And they're like, you know, no, you want to make, you want to make a change to the law? Go fucking make a change. The law, don't fucking drag it, drag it over here to, to the court and don't do, and don't do something that just 
basically arbitrarily takes away somebody's rights, you know, that may have been there for a long time. So just, you know, and it goes back to the Affordable Care Act or shit like that. Oh, they legislated those rights in there? Don't take them away! And, and by the way, just to sort of tie this back to the previous conversation, um, one of the things that I could see prompting the whole blow up the filibuster thing i've said before the blow up the filibuster will happen as soon as there is 50 plus votes for something that people feel really really passionate about or i want to be careful on that it's not 50 plus votes for the thing it's 50 plus votes that are really passionate about an issue and think it is critically important and that they are willing to take a big gamble in order to assure that that thing passes. If there are 50 plus enthusiastic votes like that and it is still st- stopped by a filibuster, that's when I see the filibuster turning over, whatever that issue is. Um I don't know that voter rights stuff is meets that category. I don't know that infrastructure meets that category. I, the, the current situations may not be there. But one thing I think would be there is if the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade and the and the Democrats were still, let's say, in the position they're in right now in terms of the numbers. Um the Democrats could essentially put back the effect of Roe versus Wade through legislation. Um, that's the kind of scenario where you might have the really passionate 50 votes, but still blocked by a filibuster on an issue that they would feel was worth blowing up the filibuster over. Um, so, you know, I could be wrong, but it, it feels like that's the kind of thing you would need to, 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 to generate that anyway sorry tangent tangent i got distracted anyway anything else okay well that that's the oh you you want to talk britney or are we gonna be done i don't know let's we keep teasing it let's talk britney and then we can be done well i mean the i mean the only thing i could say about britney first of all it's not like i followed the song we are of course talking Uh, about britney spears popular pop singer etc we've just said britney but yeah well, you know i think everybody is. knows at this point i gotta say that uh, it's just um shocking the way that basically it's very obvious now she has been basically like just just uh i mean kept under the thumb of her father and a whole bunch of handlers. And and by the way, there was a documentary about this a while back. Uh, And so a lot of people were already talking about this and there was this whole free Britney movement, Mm -hmm. but she was in court this week, uh, specifically arguing to be let out of her conservative conservatorship um, because of this. And the, there's a transcript, but also the audio leaked, Uh, So you can go and listen online to actually hear her plead her case. Uh, And and that's sort of for anybody who has still had any doubt about what was going on there. uh, She she was very sympathetic in this testimony. Let's just put it that way. Yes. And, and, you know, it's like, uh, I mean, I just find it insane that that the situation is where it is right now. I mean, did she perhaps need help at some point? in the late uh, aughts, okay, uh, for some issues, yeah. But 
to have made it to the point where, like, right now, one of the things we're, we're talking about is uh, that she mentioned is that apparently she was put uh, 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 an IUD, a contraceptive device, in her, which basically is not even that she wanted it. It's been against her will, and they have refused to remove it. And and at some point, she wanted to have another child with her boyfriend at the time, and, you know... Yeah. She can't! Yeah, and basically they've, you know, they they've put complete controls over her life. She has to meet certain people at certain times. She can only go certain places. She, she's been forced to do tours that she didn't want to do. She's been forced to perform and like told that she didn't perform, that she would be sued for breach of contract, even when she's been sick. I mean, she is basically, she's been given an allowance that for somebody that is generating millions and millions a year is pathetic. I mean, she's basically getting, what, what was it? $2,000 a week. Yeah, that's right. $100,000 a year. I'm sorry, what? She makes millions and they're basically fleet taking her, making her, forcing her to work and taking her damn money. Yeah. And, and look, the one thing that was clear from, you know, look, she may still have mental health issues that she has to deal with. That's fine. She might. But it, yeah, you know, lots of people do. It's not, yes, it should not be stigmatized, okay? Um, but it was clear from her testimony that she was lucid. Yes. She understood her situation. She was competent to, you know, advocate on her own behalf. And look, if they gave full control back to her, is there a possibility she'll screw it all up? Sure. But, it should be up to her. Yes. If she, if, if, you know, if she wants to misspend her money, and she, if, fine. There's nothing that she is doing right now that it makes her have to be under the kind of control that she is under right now. Nothing. I, I mean, she, she's not a teenager anymore. No. She's almost 40 years old. Yeah, I mean, mentally, like, she was really big and popular when she was, like, 18 to 20 years old. She's not 18 to 20 years, or even younger. She started out, like, she got big, like, at 16 or something. Yeah, or she was on the the Mickey Mouse Club, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, even younger. I mean, she's she's been in show business since she was a kid. But she got really, really popular right around the end of her teenage years, right? Right. Uh, And so a lot of us have this mental image of Britney Spears as a teenager. Well, she's not a teenager anymore. She's She's an adult. She has kids. She there is this whole thing at the very least, I think there's enough evidence here that, you know, the people who have been put in charge of her do not have her best interests at heart and have been, you know, milking the cash cow. Um, and, you know, at the bare minimum, they should move this whole conservatorship to somebody who, can better represent her interests. Like maybe she does need an allowance. I don't know because she's irresponsible, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But that's the bare minimum. I honestly think after listening to her, she should be let loose out of this whole thing. Like, and you know, like I said, you know, if she, if she screws it up, she screws it up. She's an adult. She has that right. Um, and, and maybe she won't. Cause frankly, like the stresses that she described about what they've been putting her through, 
Like, no wonder she screwed up. And maybe the exact thing she needs for her mental health and for everything else is to have full control of full control of her money, full control over her agenda. And if she wants to retire from music and go live with her boyfriend and marry him and have a three more kids, she should be able to do that. Yep. Yep. You know, like she's made enough fucking money. If she's like, I don't want to perform anymore. She shouldn't have to. She was forced to perform on a night when she had 102 fever. <sighs> yeah. It's insane. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I guess, I guess I, you know, I had not paid much attention to it before listening to her testimony here. I did not watch the documentary about her. I, okay. Uh, no, but I will say this. I'm on board. Free Britney, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Free Britney. Okay. On that note. On that note, we're out. Yep. It's time to say goodbye. It's time to say goodbye. It's time goodbye. to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Okay. Okay, I won't torture anybody else with any more of that. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, oh, one more thing on Brittany, I just want to say. One more thing! She couldn't even pick her own lawyer. The conservatorship picked her lawyer and apparently picked one that sucked because they never told her she had the right to petition to get out of this thing. Right. Anyway. That fucking bullshit. And, and yeah, anyway, it's blah, blah, blah. Okay. We are done. I, hey, you know the usual ways to get a hold of us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash curmudgeons corner. Or you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Abelsme, A-B-U-L-S-M-E. And Yvonne is at I-M-B-O, I-M-B-O-U. Uh, if you really like the show, go to our Patreon or we will sue you. Right? Right, Yvonne? We will sue God. you. No, we're not going to sue any of you. But, but, but oh, please send oh, money. Oh. <laughs> yeah, if you really like the show, patreon.com slash curmudgeons corner, you can send us a little tip. Uh, and we would appreciate that. At various levels, we'll, we'll mention you on the show. We'll send you a postcard. We'll send you a mug, all that kind of stuff. And, um, at $2 a month or more, we will invite you to our curmudgeons corner. Oh, I should, I always need to say caveat $2 a month or more. Or if you talk to us a lot in the other mechanisms, we don't want to make you have to pay to get to our curmudgeons corner slack. We would of course love you to give us money to get on the curmudgeons corner slack. But if you want to talk to us and share in all the stuff that's going on, uh, just talk to us, just ask. We'll probably let you in. Um, and, and the, the, the curmudgeons corner slack is a chat room where we share links. We talk about the news of the day. We talk about other stuff that's going on. So Yvonne, what are the biggest things we talked about this week on the curmudgeons corner slack that we have not mentioned on the show? We talked about the saga of Point Roberts, this territory that is in, 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 in the border of Canada that basically is being heavily impacted by the Canada-U.S. border closure because the only way that they that, that that territory has to connect with the rest of the United States is to go through Canada. And for some fucking reason, they are being landlocked in some way that makes no sense whatsoever right now at this point. Uh, we, we, I shared an article on California's yoga, wellness, and spirituality community, and that they, apparently, a lot of those psychopaths like QAnon, and, uh, fucking <laughs> Surprise. stupid idiots, I swear to God. Uh, there was a guy that swallowed one of his AirPods, 
Yep. Yep. Uh, there was a guy that bought a Tesla, a, a brand new one, one of these with the stupid looking yoke thing that the airbag uh, fell on his lap as he was driving. There was a, there was this whole thing about uh, some person that purported to have bought some airline called Wow Air that's ba- that's out of Iceland that then was like act, uh, fake was faking living in a thirty million dollar mansion and was also behind one of the crazy QN and election conspiracies that supposedly millions of votes were changed by some satellite link from the embassy in. Rome to the U.S. and they changed votes. And whatever. Fucking psychopaths. All of them. Idiots. Fuckers. I guess. <laughs> they had these assholes. I, I, also, post, I also posted uh, a tweet recently of one of the last lawsuits that's still going on about the election is apparently going down in flames because the people that were suing <laughs> are scamming each other. We're sk- yeah, basically they were scamming each other and one pulled out and there's no money and there's no evidence and there's no blah, blah, blah. And so they're sort of apologizing to the judge, I guess. I don't know. There's an, unfortunately, we cannot proceed because the uh, our partner screwed us, basically. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, anyway. There was also a story about some 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 uh, some poor guy in the UK that basically got scammed out of a quarter million dollars out of some fake wedding in the in the Ukraine, basically uh, because I don't know that the, there's a lot of idiots that are looking for girlfriends in their Ukraine. I know some of those folks that have done that. Uh, that there was a uh, there was a story like back when I sold my my one of my. By, okay, they will call it. Okay, it's called a yes. It's a yacht. One of them back uh, about fifteen years ago, where uh, the guy uh, uh, told uh, the people on board they were doing this thing called a survey where they check out the boat, and he mentioned something that this is his second bride from the Ukraine because the first one when she went back was murdered, and so therefore then he got a second one. Uh. And I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, isn't this just like human trafficking? Yeah, but I just have, I, I, you tell me, but just anyway. Um, uh, uh, there was, uh, uh, by the way, people shocked that they enrolled in this energy saver program with their smart thermostat that allowed the, uh, utility company to regulate the temperature. And then they were shocked when the utility company raised the temperature. Yep. Fucking idiots. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, let's see. Um, I also shared some stuff right now because it's a very relevant question. Um, there was an article uh, talking about how to handle job interviews and when the question comes up about whether you would rather work from home or the office, especially right now in this complicated transition that we have from uh, working all at home to like now people going back into offices and so forth and so on. And many companies, uh, you know, whatever. And also, uh, Sam asked me whether uh, any airline company uh, bought this package from Boeing that allowed projections of clouds and stars on cabin ceilings? The answer is no. Okay? Uh, you you gotta finish that story. We, Alex and I were editing. Like, he, he's been publishing a bunch of videos on alexemzilla.com from 2016, because he's still editing videos from September 2016. Of course. Right. Very timely and relevant, yes. Very timely. He was playing Five Nights at Freddy's, or he was making me play it, on my iPhone, and we were, you know, we were playing the game, and an alert came off that that 
Yvonne had posted something on Twitter about this thing from Boeing, and, and so nobody ever wanted it? Apparently not. I will add one other thing. I also tweeted this. Uh, on one of these other videos from 2016 we were looking at, before we got into the game on the iPhone, you know, Alex was just sort of scrolling through and, you know, to, to find the game and passing other icons. And as as he's passing through, he's like, wait, what? No. Wait. I, I... What? Yeah. Not wait. What? Okay. Let me do it. Wait, what's Google Plus? <laughs> oh, Google Plus, yes. Well, you know, well, let's uh, go get to the into the you know trash heap of Orkut and Friendster and you know all those other things. Okay, so yeah, go- Google Google Plus is gone, gone. It's gone, yes. And I haven't thought about it in years. Nobody misses it. I, 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 yeah, nobody misses the damn thing. No, not not one bit. And so in, in the news side, we shared, obviously, a lot of updates on what's going on. All the subjects that we talked about today and some of the ones that we didn't talk about today, such as poor Rudy Giuliani losing his law license. Oh, that's a shame. We're all, we're all broken up. It's just so awful. Oh my gosh. How will he ever survive? Uh, also, a uh, story about how, you know, Trump was more, m- a lot closer to death, uh, during, you know, when he got COVID. And, uh, this whole thing. Uh, just, just to be clear, a lot closer to death than he, than he, his staff and medical team was officially putting out. Yes. But there was lots of speculation. Everything that was reported in that story, people were saying, yeah, that's probably what was going on at the time. Yes. It's just now we have sort of. Now we have official. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, uh, John McAfee committed suicide. Uh, that was something else that we didn't talk about. Yeah. Um, and so oh, all those things, and, and there were, and actually all uh, two big updates. One, uh, you know, they were talking about now how the world is now knowing about COVID in Latin America and how bad, bad it is. And what I said is, well, if you've been listening to Curmudgeon's Corner for however, you've known about that very much in detail. And, uh, there was another one that, uh, we had been covering a lot that, uh, we covered the whole thing about Latin America and there was another one, but I can't remember right now, but anyway, Listen to Curmudgeon's Quarter because you will be on top of the th- stuff that it's important, including uh, mouse timers. And we will sue you. And we will sue you. Yes. If you don't listen to the show. Yes. And pay us money. Yeah. We won't really sue you because Yvonne won't let me. But but look, but Rudy's looking for work. Rudy's looking for work. Oh, true. I mean, maybe he has a Florida law license. I mean, it was just the New York law answers. Give him a call. Rudy would help us. I'm sure I'll answer anybody. I, I, you know what? I, I bet you that if I got Rudy's cell phone, which I'm pretty sure I can get, okay? All right. If I asked, I got a couple of people I could probably ask. I bet you he answers my phone call. Do you, do you want me to try that? Well, we, we've seen plenty of reports. He, he answers pretty much anybody. I know. Exactly. So I'm pretty sure. So therefore, I'm pretty sure I can get the phone number. So therefore, I'm pretty sure if we call him, we, you know, that they'll answer the phone. Well, there you go. Okay, that that's our plan. So, hey, everybody, uh, you know, if, if if somebody you know would like this show, tell them about it and um, review this anywhere that has podcast reviews. And stay safe. 
and have a good week. And we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.